everyone, and welcome back to episode two of Growing Pains. I'm your host, Olivia Santelli, and I am so grateful that you are here with us today. I'm really excited about today's content, but before we get started, I'd like to set an intention. Today's intention is to clearly communicate a few tips and tools that you can use in your everyday life or in your anxious states or low mindsets to just help pull yourself out of them. These are things that you can add into your daily life or that you can just use in moments that you feel like you need them the most. These are things that I have used in my personal life, and I will be sharing my experiences with anxiety through the years and how these tools have helped me change my mindset and really just grow out of some of my old patterns and habits. So I'm really excited to get into this content, and without further ado, let's get into it. If you're somebody who is just listening to this episode to find some tips and tricks to get through your daily stresses and daily anxieties, you're in the right place. But also if you are somebody who feels like they're really struggling and are in kind of a hard place mentally and looking to overcome it and start healing somewhere, you're also in the right place. I really want to just give these little things that you can implement into your daily life that will build up over time to create a more healthy mindset for yourself. No matter where you're at in your journey and no matter what your personal anxiety or sadness or stresses or depression or any mental illness that you're currently going through looks like, I truly believe in these simple tasks and these simple tricks that have helped me push forward and grow through some of the places that I've been. I want you to know that you are not alone through your journey and through all of these growing moments. About one in five US adults struggle with some kind of mental illness. And honestly, that's probably only people who actually report it and get a doctor's diagnosis. If we're looking at the whole picture, I bet you probably about four in five. I bet. That's not scientifically proven, but I bet. So I want you to know that you're not alone. Now, through this episode, I'm going to be sharing a couple of tips and tools that have helped me to really find a more peaceful, neutral mindset. But before I get into the couple of tools that have really helped me, I want to kind of dive into what my anxiety and sadness and stress and depression all looked like, what they sounded like, and what they felt like. Because I feel like some people don't want to label where they're at in their journey. They don't want to be like, well, I'm I'm, I have anxiety or I have depression or, you know, I'm stressed and that's okay. But if you relate to any of these symptoms, just know that it's normal. And I want to share my journey so that maybe somebody else who notices the same symptoms or feels the same way can start with us too. To get started, I want to talk about what my anxiety typically felt like. And to preface this, I've had two experiences, not just two individual experiences, but two large experiences with different kinds of anxiety. In high school, I struggled a lot with panic attacks. And then in college, I struggled really severely with social anxiety. So I want to give you what they both kind of looked like because they did feel different in my body and in my mind when they were happening. When I was having a panic attack in high school, it typically started to feel like this this pressure would well in my chest and then it would move to behind my eyes. I would lack breath. Like I was constantly gasping or like I, it was like I couldn't yawn and it was like stuck in my chest. Like I was unable to breathe. And then it would well into like this nauseous feeling and I would have to leave and run to the bathroom before I burst out in tears. And once I got to the bathroom, I would curl up into a ball and I would cry and I would not be able to catch my breath. I would have to call my mom in order to have her guide me through this breathing exercise that I'll guide us through in a minute to calm me down and just find a neutral headspace. She would have to pull me out of school probably like once or twice a week back when these were happening. And then in college, when I was dealing with social anxiety, it felt like and sounded like I would walk into, so this is what kind of the experience that I had. It was like I would walk into a room and I would be surrounded by people. And the only person that I could hear were my thoughts. 
And then I would leave that room without saying a word the entire time I was in it. And I would think that every single person was talking shit about me. Like, I wouldn't even say a word. Maybe, like, five words. And I would be stressed that every single person was talking shit about me. And I probably didn't hear half the conversation that was going on because I was too worried about what I was doing while I was just sitting in that room to even be present in the moment. And so those are my two main experiences with anxiety and those both stemmed a lot farther out than just those individual experiences. But those were honestly like the best way that I could put my experiences with those two forms of anxiety. Typically, they looked like, honestly, they looked like everybody else because everybody else is honestly anxious and stressed as well because confidence is just a perception of our minds. So my anxiety looked like everybody else because I was in the state where I didn't feel worthy enough. I didn't feel as if I deserved it or as if who I was was good enough. So I would latch on to what I thought I should be in a whole bunch of different people. And I would combine all these little traits from other people and from society and I would create myself from that instead of just really sitting with my thoughts and learning who I truly was and owning it, I would form myself and my personality from the people that I was surrounded with. Throughout both of these experiences, when I was kind of in a lower state with my mental health, I identified that the root of it was coming from my abnormal self-talk. I was saying mean things to myself without even knowing that I was saying mean things to myself. It seemed so normal and so part of the joke or part of culture, like, oh, it's not a big deal that I just said that. When it is a big deal, these little words and these little moments where we talk about ourselves to our friends or look in the mirror and talk to ourselves to our reflection, it all gets stuck in our subconscious mind and that sits there. And your mind doesn't forget it and the universe doesn't forget it until you truly heal those thoughts about yourself because it holds on to that and it believes it until you turn around your subconscious thinking, and allow yourself to feel more worthy. So we're going to get into how we can change around those minor thoughts that really make the biggest difference. And then we're also going to talk about breathing exercise that has helped me through some of my panic attacks. And also when I feel really anxious, this just helps to calm me down. And then we'll talk about other methods that have helped me actually heal my anxiety and my lower mental states to get me to where I am today. I'll start there with obviously changing how we speak to ourselves, like I was saying with positive affirmations, journaling, meditating. I'll get into all of those topics and how each of them has helped me. Let's start with the fact that healing is a choice. Let me say that one more time. Healing is a choice. If you don't want to heal, you will not heal. You can have every single friend in your phone saying, how can I help you? How can I help you? Oh, I didn't know you were sad, but what can I do now that I know? Nobody can help you unless you decide to help yourself, my friend. Nobody's coming to help you. You have to help yourself and make the choice to heal now. And if you are making that choice, then keep listening. But if you're not going to make that choice and you're going to listen to this whole episode and then not take any advice from it, um, probably just turn this episode off because you're not going to get anything from it anyway. I'm joking. Keep listening because this will help you. And I hope that you're making that choice. But I'm serious. Once you make that choice, you have to be familiar with the fact that you are going to be uncomfortable. You have to allow yourself to be uncomfortable. There's this quote that Jay Shetty always talks about in some of his podcasts. I love his podcast. Go check it out. Jay Shetty is the bomb.com. He talks about this study where it's kind of a high percentage of people who would rather be physically shocked instead of just sitting with their thoughts for 15 minutes. And that was just so crazy to me because if you don't feel comfortable enough in your own mind, 
how are other people going to feel comfortable around you? Like, how are you going to fully form a relationship if you don't even have a relationship with yourself? So that study really got me wondering. And it also solidified the fact that the only way to heal is to grow through what you go through. And sometimes that means having to re-feel those traumatic experiences or those traumatic moments that might not feel so good. But once you get past them, they're gone. It feels so good and it feels so freeing to drop that extra baggage and move forward. Sitting with your thoughts and exploring where they come from is mostly done for me personally through meditation. It has also really helped to explore those thoughts through writing and through journaling. Like, how do I even start? If I'm sitting here, you are talking to me and you're like, Olivia, I genuinely hate myself. That's okay. Honestly, I've been there. A lot of us have been there. But if you want to keep living your life feeling that way, because I didn't, change that mindset by changing your words. And I know that this might sound stupid, but next time you go to like jokingly be like, ha 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 ha, I hate myself. Like, you, no, don't even let it come out of your mouth. Rephrase it. I'm working towards hoping to get to a more healthy place. I might not love myself yet, but I'm working on it. Shift your perspective because the more you talk about, the more that will be attracted into your life. And the more you think about things negative or positive, the more those things will be attracted into your life. I might not like who I am right now, but I know that if I put in this work, my inner self, my true self will come out and I love them. I love that person. I love the person who is willing to put in the work to show up for themselves every day. Now, changing your self-talk can also come in positive affirmations. Something that really helped me when I was starting my healing journey was writing down positive affirmations on sticky notes and putting them in places around my room that like, I often looked. So at the mirror, that was a huge place where I had a lot of trauma. And so I would make sure to have a couple of different sticky notes on my mirror that would say, I am beautiful. I am worthy. My body does not dictate my value. Because those are all things that my mind needed to hear in order for me to not go stand in the mirror and tear myself apart. I would also put in my underwear drawer and be like, I'm going to have a great day. Or in my notebook for school, like, I am productive. I am smart. Just the little things that you look at and start to actually say to yourself, even if like you're like, I don't want to read that right now. You read it. You have to. It's right in front of your face starts to reprogram that subconscious gunk that's in there. It overpowers the negative. For me, it did at least, I hope. It does for you as well. And then that also goes into journal prompts. Now, journaling is a little bit more in-depth from these positive affirmations. Positive affirmations are really easy to do. You can even say three of them right before you're going into a hard event or say you're laying in bed all day, your room is disgusting, you don't want to get up because you feel like poo, like you just don't want to do anything, tell yourself, I am worthy, I deserve to have a clean space, I love myself, and my future self will thank me for this, for getting up right now. You know, you can, you can use these little phrases just to give yourself a little boost of motivation, but when it comes to journaling, this is really where I did a lot of my work. I started journaling by just brain dumping. I would just write what happened to me that day, even if it was bad, I would start with, oh, this happened, this happened, blah, 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 blah. But I'd always make sure by the end of my journal prompt to make sure that I had some lighthearted, like, shift in mindset. To be like, yeah, I had a hard day and I was really rough on myself, but I know that if I do this and I do this and I go to bed early tonight that I can wake up and have a great day tomorrow. And then I would write my affirmations on a piece of paper, physically writing them down. It just does something different for your mind. It really solidifies it into your mind. And I would write my affirmations down I have three that I always go to, and then I would add on to that list based on what I felt like I needed that day. And now I've gotten into a little bit more in-depth journaling, 
where I go for a more guided journal prompt. This way, I am able to kind of dig deeper into my subconscious and into my mind and figure out where these little things that are still stuck with me are. I'll have a journal prompt that'll be like, what are three things that I continuously put off in my life? What three things make me feel as if I'm not worthy? Where do I find myself lacking? What are things that I love about myself? Why do I love myself in those ways? Those are things that really invoke just a little bit more thought into your journaling process and help you to uncover both good and bad traits about yourself, which is ultimately the goal of this whole process is to just connect deeper with yourself so that you can connect deeper with the people around you and with the world around you. And then once I got pretty steady with my journaling, I started to guide that towards meditating. And I started meditating daily. And right when I started meditating, I was like, this is so stupid. I'm just going to sit here and I'm going to think about all the things that I don't want to think about that I'm running away from, that I'm using alcohol and partying as an escape for, and I'm going to have to think about it and then I'm just going to feel like shit after. Well, when you get started, it honestly, like, it feels like that. <laughs> but as you get better at it, it becomes about the self-awareness. Being aware of what your mind is saying to yourself that day so that you can then move forward with more intention and more positivity and neutrality, more neutrality. For example, let's say I wake up in the morning and right now my schedule is to wake up between like 6.30 and 6.45. I'm trying to push that a little bit earlier so that I can really, you know, just have a little bit more time in the morning. But right now I wake up between 6.30 and 6.45. I drink my greens, I journal, and then I meditate. And once I get to my portion of meditating, if my mind is still running through every single thought that I have to do today or random things honestly like things from my childhood randomly come up when I'm meditating I'll know that my mind isn't in a clear and focused place that day that if I need to get into a clear and focused mindset I'm gonna have to make a shift or I'm just gonna have to know that as I move forward my mind might not be in the best place to be making big decisions it doesn't have to be about having this perfect meditation process or this perfect solid plan with your life. It's just about becoming aware of your thoughts and aware of how they affect you every day. Once you implement these little things into your life, you'll be like, well, what if I'm still sad? What if I, I'm, I'm doing all this work and I still feel lonely? Yeah, me too. It's a process and it's a non-linear process. And implementing these little habits into your life, yes, they will help you in the long run. And yes, they will help in the moment. But we're never done healing and we're never done figuring out who we are. We could even start this work from a very young age and there would be like ancestral things that would come up from us, things from our mother or our grandmother that we needed to heal. And so just know and give yourself ease that even on this process, you might not have it all figured out. And maybe your end goal, you still won't have it figured out and that is also okay. Now I want to give you a breathing exercise that really helps me in the moment of when I'm feeling my anxiety or when I'm in the middle of my panic attacks. This is something that I used to call my mom up on the phone and she would have to guide me through this over and over and over until I could at least speak and not like <laughs> wheeze at her. Like that that was literally all she heard on the phone for 30 minutes with me. <laughs> like, okay, we can move past it. But uh, I'm going to give you the breathing exercise. You might have heard it before. It's called box breathing. And it's when you breathe in four counts, inhale, hold, exhale, hold. All for four counts. So let's go through it together actually right now. So we're going to inhale for four counts. Hold for four counts. Exhale for four counts. 
and hold for four counts. And you can go through that as many times as you need. Sometimes it also helps I tap on my wrists or I tap behind my ears. Those are also little methods that would just help to bring me back into the present moment and to remind me that, you know, I'm here, I'm a human. It's okay to be feeling this way, but just become more present in your body. Don't let this overrun your mind. Don't let these thoughts consume you. If after all that, you're like, okay, I still don't know if I'm connecting to any of this. I don't know if I'm relating, but I just have like some daily stress and I want some tools to help me calm down my daily stress. Use those breathing exercises and the tapping exercises, but also little things like maybe staying off your phone for an extra 10 minutes in the morning will help you to gain more clarity throughout your day and just ease your mindfulness of stress. Self-awareness is everything, like I said earlier, when it comes to feeling stressed. So if you're just going through your day and something happens with your boss or something happens with your family, with your dog or like anything, instead of getting upset, okay, listen, this is happening to me right now, but I can't do anything about it. I can't change the situation. How am I going to most mindfully move forward, fixing it, and then with having a good day after? Not every situation is going to happen and you're going to be able to just snap right back out of it, but it's just becoming aware and moving a little slower through these processes that just make us connect a little bit deeper and be more present in the moment when they're happening. One mindset that really helped me switch over from my social anxiety was I realized that if I was going into that room and not saying anything and then leaving that room and they were the people who I was surrounding myself were talking shit about me, one, those aren't my friends. One, I really need to reevaluate who I'm surrounding myself with. And if that means dropping my friends and being lonely for a while, I would rather do that than be surrounded by people who do not support or do not care about me. And two, if those people let me leave that room and then continue to talk shit about me, they are clearly not thinking enough about themselves and thinking about how it would feel if somebody did that to them. If they are spending that time thinking about me, that means that they are not spending that time to be present with their friends or thinking about positive things that they could add to this world. And that for me was enough to let me know that I am doing enough work that I don't need to be worried about the opinions of people who are not trying to get better. The opinions of people who really are just boosting themselves up by tearing other people down. Once I told myself that, I was like, wow, wait, you're right. If they're not working on themselves, why do I want to be around them? Why do I care what they're saying? They're not offering me any value. There are so many people out on social media and there's so many podcasts and resources that you can find now and fill your social media with good, positive content. Yes, social media can be a kind of hard place if you're filling your feed with people who aren't aligned with what you want or who don't bring you value. But once you kind of let go of just the random people that like you're comparing yourself to or you're judging, just just unfollow them. Block them. You don't need that on your timeline. There are so many people who are offering you value and resources and things that you can look up to. People who are doing the things that you dream of doing. People who are in a good mental headspace who can also give you different tips and resources to then add to your list of tools. Fill your space and fill your surrounding environments with people who you care about and with things that are going to fill up your cup instead of drain your cup. That was probably one of the biggest things that I had to change and it left me a little lonely for a while. It left me searching for friends and having to find and fill that hole with myself. But I have made it out on the other side, being more wholly aware of who I am as a person and being confident in that person. 
because I am secure enough to know that even if I make a mistake or even if I'm not feeling that good, I believe in my values and I believe in the person who is deep down inside of me to get through this. And I believe that for you as well. You've made it to the end of this episode. I'm really glad that you stayed for this long and that you got all of those tips and tricks. If there's something that you want me to elaborate on more, I'm happy to tell you more about it and go more in depth. I can even pull up research articles and we can go in depth about that. Feel free to reach out to me on any of my social media platforms as well. You can find me on Instagram at olivia.santelli. Same with TikTok, olivia.santelli or YouTube as well. Here you are listening to Growing Pains. I will also put the links to a couple of good guided journal prompts in the show notes and I will add my social media links into the show notes and any other things that you guys might want. I'm happy to send that over to you or to create another episode that dives a little bit deeper into some of the topics that we talked about today. To end this episode out, I want to set an intention. Well, I want you guys to set an intention too. I want to set an intention for the rest of this week and I want you guys to do the same while we're sitting here. Drink a little bit of water, take a sip of it. I'll do it with you. I could use it. My mouth gets dry after these long episodes. That was great. So take a sip of water, set your intention for the week. This week, I'm recording this on Sunday. So this upcoming week, my intention is going to be to be present when I'm creating the content that I want to be putting out into the world. That's it. Now look in the mirror. If you're walking, do this when you get home. If you're driving, just take a quick glance in your rearview mirror and tell yourself really loud and with full intent, I love you, which you do. Deep down, you do. I want you to know that I also love you. So if that counts for anything, it's enough worth sticking around for. Have a great rest of your day and a great rest of your week. Sending you so much love and so much light. Signing off, Olivia. Bye. Thank you again so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you're interested in learning more about these tips and tools and how you can implement them or start putting them into your life, I've shared graphics and exercises on the listen.growingpains Instagram. In the meantime, give us a follow while you're there or follow me at olivia.santelli and share your feedback, anything you want to hear coming up for the podcast. I'm so excited to get to interact with you guys and see how this is going for you and if you're enjoying this content and what you hope to see. Next week, I'm so excited to share next week's episode already. It's giving me the chills. We have our very first guest and you're just going to have to wait to see who it is, but you're going to love her. We're going to talk about implementing habits into your life and how habits can change your daily routines and how your daily routines then therefore change your life. I'm so excited to get to share that episode with you guys. The message is one that reigns true to my life and I think that it can help a lot of other people as well get started on their journey and also use this as a consistent method to move forward. So until then, I love you. See you soon.